0: This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's talk to Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore, Kelvin Wong. Good afternoon, Kelvin.
1: Good morning and good afternoon to you.
0: It's a busy week ahead, and of course, we'll preview that very shortly. But let's get the latest from you where you are, particularly the Asian markets. And I understand... That the bank of japan has today announced a bond buying program it certainly has had an effect on the yen
1: yes definitely because uh, if you keep a uh, recap of what happened last friday the bank of japan did another creative monetary policy announcement uh, as you know that bank of japan being a forerunner of acting creative monetary policy uh, they actually announced what I call a year curve control program that is flexible in nature so basically in a nutshell what they actually saying that previously they have this hard stop at 0.5% upper limit of that 10 year GGB yield so right now instead of a hard stop of 0.5% they call it a reference ceiling of 0.5% and allow it to actually indirectly to actually uh, search to at 1% uh, this is where they actually announced uh, every day on a daily basis they were actually offered a JGB yield at a 1% percent level so uh, it seems to me that one percent is a level they want to defend indirectly based on what we hear from last Friday but what's interesting over here is that uh, right before the Japanese session started at a.m. Singapore time so in fact uh, in the first hour of the Asia trading session where is the twilight zone close to around this uh, 7 a.m. mark in in Singapore time, the dollar yen actually uh, attempting to actually bridge below that 200 day moving average at the one four one figure level. Then there about it. Uh, That's uh, the local news wires actually announced that the JGB uh, was actually being uh, offered at zero point six percent due to this uh, undisclosed uh, Japanese BOJ bond buying program uh, for today. So it seems to me that this BOJ is still a bit of cautious. Uh, Even though it didn't actually hit that 1% level mark, uh, they came in at right at around 0.6% level, defending the 10-year JGB year from breaching above 0.65%. So that actually kind of uh, supported the dollar-yen. That means you start to see the prevention of the yen weakening back to last friday's uh, low level so very interesting over here is that due to this indirect kind of a intervention from boj plus due to also a potential month end flows for july you see that dollar yen now actually uh, strengthening past uh, last friday high level uh, right now it's quoting at 14246 so in fact the uh, dollar right now is the strongest that's been quoted against the yen among the majors close to up by what 0.75 percent so looking at at it right now it seems to be a bit of due to this intervention by bank of japan plus this month and flows and a couple of these short-term uh, bullish buyers uh, as long as this level managed to hold at 14250 uh, so 14250 there's this resistance here a break above 14250 uh, potentially could see the next resistance coming in at 14360 on the dollar yet
0: okay more generally what about the stock markets themselves i see the Hang Seng's closed just under one percent up. The Nikkei one and a quarter percent uh, to the good. What is behind that?
1: Okay, so basically, if you talk about the Nikkei two two five, is is primarily also due to the yen weakening as well uh, in the short term. That is causing this positive feedback loop back into the Nikkei two two five. Now trading back above last Friday's hype uh, which actually uh, keep that short-term and medium-term uptrend intact for the Nikkei 225. And what's interesting about the HanSing over here is that uh, if you look at the HanSing index right now, it's actually outperforming uh, on a money basis against the rest of the major major stock indices, uh, even the S&P 500. One of the reasons why over here is that we start to see a bit of what I call uh, rhetoric out from Chinese top policymakers to actually implement uh, much more uh, consumer related stimulus measures. So, on last Friday itself, uh, we start to see another form of rhetoric coming in uh, from the capital market side of things from the Chinese capital side of things they actually have this um, so called uh, conversation with uh, a couple of local uh, Chinese broker, and this was not being disclosed but it was being speculated that there is actually a possibility to reduce uh, stamp duty in terms of uh, chi- uh, stock trading in the local Chinese market so that actually boosts the short term animal spirits in, on the Hang Seng uh, Index
0: it's a busy old week particularly for central banks we've got the rba tomorrow the bank of england on thursday we're expecting a rate rise from the bank of england and non-farm payroll on friday where do you want to start
1: sure so let's talk about the rba first uh so as you know that the rba uh firstly let me talk about their monetary policy guidance so it's kind of wishy-washy uh, for RBA point of view because if you look at it they kind of uh, stop pause and stop yeah so previously they, the last meeting they actually uh, put a pause where market actually expect them to hike so they actually paused at 4.1 percent so at this point in time right uh, in terms of poll uh, from economy's view a slight majority expecting a 25 basis point hike right now to uh, bring it to 4.35%. That's the policy cash rate. Uh, But however, if you look at the futures pricing from this 30-day interbank cash rate futures, uh, the expectation is only slightly below 10%, about 9% plus chance of only a height uh, to bring it to 4.35%. One of the reasons being so that uh, from a market perspective, uh, pricing is actually due to a... Uh, kind of a much more uh, weaker than expected uh, inflation numbers that is up from Australia in Q2 and even from a monthly basis. So the last time round, uh, for the monthly CPI indicator year to June, that actually came in at 5.4% uh, year on year. So that was actually the lowest inflation rate since February 2022. So uh, that being, uh, we call it a softer inflation, uh, 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 we call it, uh, numbers in Australia uh, that actually causes a lower pricing of this uh, RBA uh, interest rate high expectation tomorrow but nevertheless right, overall what we could see in terms of a technical analysis perspective from the Aussie dollar is a kind of pretty uh sideway movement right now so last Friday they because due to this expectation of a lower chance of a high I believe it's kind of more or less 90 percent being priced in the aussie dollar was traded relatively pretty weak uh, among the majors against the uh, against the dollar so they actually down uh, they actually broke below their 200 day moving average so right now it's trading very close to a medium term range support at 66 uh, figure level so definitely uh, perhaps you start to see a much more of a whipsaw range between 67 figure that's the 200 day moving average and the uh, medium term uh, range support at 66 figure level
0: what's certain though i would imagine in comparison to the rba the bank of england i would imagine it's a hundred percent nearly that it's going to have a 25 basis point rise at one point we thought it would be higher than that at 50. Uh, the question i suppose for the uh, beleaguered uh, mortgage holders in the uk is what is going to be the terminal rate and when is this rather hawkish approach going to end? We're starting to see the end of it in the United States. But what about the UK? We're at 5% at the moment, looking at five and a quarter on Thursday. Where is it going to end?
1: Yeah, it seems to me that the guidance that's coming out from BOE, BOE right now, Bank of England, is still rather hawkish. Yeah, despite the fact that we know that mortgage homeowners are kind of pretty being squeezed by this higher interest rate. And in fact, they start to actually uh, trickle down to the real economy as well, Uh, even though uh, wages growth are still relatively strong. But we start to see like PMI data uh, is getting uh, 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 lackluster again in terms of the services and the PMI uh, July flash uh, data that's out about a week ago. But nevertheless, it seems to to us that um, the market is actually expecting the terminal rate to be much more uh, hawkish as trajek hawkish tra- tra- trajectory versus the US. So they're looking at five point seven five percent to six percent terminal rate uh, for the BOE uh, benchmark cash rate. So that brings us to about what two or three percent points more of height of 25 basis points each before uh, BOE actually uh, called it, uh, kind of a stamp pad and kind of assess this uh, hawkish uh, interest rate high environment that they actually are being enacted about a year and a half ago. So uh, with this uh, kind of more hawkish uh, trajectory that BOE is advocating versus the Fed, uh, we start to see uh, kind of a bullish uh. uh, uh uh, momentum or sentiment that came back on last Friday where we start to see the cable versus the dollar FX rate uh, managed to actually uh, recovered slightly right above this 50-day moving average which is acting as a support at 1.2730 level so uh, going ahead into this Bank of England meeting uh, on Thursday the intermediate uh, 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 resistance we should be looking at will be at this 1.2965 level which was the swing high of last Thursday uh, A break above this 1.2965 could take us back up a retest on that 17th of July swing high at 131.10 level.
0: Yeah, that would be significant to cross that 130 barrier,
1: wouldn't it? Yes, precisely, yeah.
0: (laughs) It might on Friday have an effect on the dollar should we see a higher non-farm payroll figure than is expected. Last month, it was about 200, wasn't it? 209,000. What are markets predicting this time around?
1: So this time around they are predicting a slightly smaller gain of uh, uh, jobs added for the month of July. So they're looking at 200k. So that's about 9K lesser than 209K added in June. So definitely, if we start to see a much more uh, lesser number than 200K, potentially we could actually increase that uh, odds of a dovish tilt for the Fed to start to see much more uh, what you call it, increased odds for the first rate cut to actually uh, come in in March. Because right now, you look at the pricing, they initially was somewhere around June to July for the first rate cut next year. but uh, after uh, what we heard from uh this uh Federal Reserve Powell speech last week, the forward uh, the that that what I call first rate cut has been brought forward to March, with a probability about uh thirty percent to forty percent. Okay, so definitely if you start to see a uh, non-farm payroll data that is coming lesser than two hundred k, that that odds will starts to increase uh, for the March uh first potential first rate cut next year so indirectly net net that could actually uh soften the dollar uh, strength much further heading into this uh, if the numbers actually number of payroll data came in below expectation of 200k year.
0: well it looks like a very interesting week ahead kelvin thank you thank you kelvin thank you for joining us today
1: my pleasure johnny
0: market insights the market pulse podcast by oanda